Hello and welcome to the V1 Church Podcast. This is your lead pastor, Mike Signorelli, with an incredible word today about how God wants you to hold on and let him fight the battle on your behalf. And you may be saying, well, I've heard messages like this before. No, you have not heard it like this before. This is a right now word for you. We've gotten flooded with testimonies. There's people saying, Pastor Mike, I feel overwhelmed through this season. Well, you need this word. So go ahead, get ready to learn, invest in yourself. And then I'm going to share a very special message with you on the other side of this sermon. So let's jump into our series, Overwhelmed. Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining the broadcast and sticking around this long. I want you to make it up in your mind right now that you're gonna stay till the very end because I've got something so special at the end of this broadcast. My name is Mike Signorelli. I'm the lead pastor of V1 Church and in a very real and tangible way, I'm inviting you into membership. I'm inviting you into participation. Just because we're not in a building doesn't mean that we can't be the church. Can I get an amen from somebody? Uh, we V1 Church never shut down. We never closed. As a matter of fact, we kept our doors open to the world and have expanded through this season. So uh, drop a comment right now just to prove me right <laughs> so people don't think I'm lying and let me know where you are watching from. I know I've got some Texan family watching with a draw, maybe some sweet tea. I should stop before I get in trouble. Uh, we've got people from Maine, Connecticut representing the Northeast. We've got people all the way on the West Coast, which some would say was the best coast, but we know where the best coast really is. We're, we're coming at you live from New York right now. Uh, I want you to turn your Bibles to Second Chronicles chapter 20. Now, we're going to take a very deep dive in Scripture, so I know and pray that uh, I've got some note takers in our midst because many of you actually send me pictures and DMs of your notes. You email your notes, and it's such a precious thing because whenever a preacher is preaching, there's actually three voices that you're hearing. You're hearing your own voice talking back at you in your own head. You're also hearing my voice talking at you through a television, an iPad, a tablet, whatever, uh, your phone maybe. And then you, and then sometimes that third voice that you hear could actually be the voice of condemnation, the voice of the enemy trying to draw you away. And so when you take notes and you really make this effort to invest in yourself, what you're saying is I need to hear the voice of God. I need to hear from him. I need to quiet everything around me. I've got a question for you. Are you overwhelmed? Have you been feeling overwhelmed? Come on, let's just check in with each other right now. Let's, let's just hit pause. Are you overwhelmed? Have you felt like you just couldn't go another mile, like you just couldn't wake up and face another day? Have you felt overwhelmed? Have you looked at the dirty dishes, the dirty laundry? Have you thought about going back into e-learning with your kids? Have you thought about just, you know, what it means to be in closer quarters with your spouse? Have you thought about how impossibly difficult it feels to meet somebody during a global pandemic if you are single? Are you feeling overwhelmed? You know, we get through Thanksgiving. Many of us are grieving the loss of precious memories that we would have made with our family. But you have older parents that are an at-risk population that chose maybe not to see you. And things just feel off. Things feel weird. You know, are you experiencing some digital fatigue where you're like, I'm just going to leave it on and walk away and listen to the audio because I'm tired of looking at a screen? Are you overwhelmed? We all face 
these overwhelming seasons, but this is unparalleled. And uh, I saw a coffee mug that I think I was going to buy my wife that actually said, I am sick and tired of unprecedented times. Uh, <laughs> I want precedented times back. And we've just been experiencing that together collectively. But I want to take you on a journey through scripture as we kick off this series, Overwhelmed. Because many of you watching are incredibly talented and intelligent leaders and people that really um, are looked at to have it all together. People are counting on you, mom. People are counting on you, dad. People are counting on you. You're the one that has to get it done. And yet you can feel the weight of the world on your shoulders. As a matter of fact, the definition for overwhelmed, the, the literal definition means to actually be buried under the weight of something or for there to be complete and total restriction. You're overwhelmed. And many of you are feeling that. And we've prayed through every single broadcast Monday through Friday. And on Sundays, we've gotten together with our loved ones and uh, we've started watch parties and we're doing everything we can do to get by. But we have this holiday Christmas season impending and we're feeling overwhelmed. So I want to show you um, some practical spiritual things, some things that are practical according to the kingdom of heaven, even if they seem impractical or illogical according to the kingdom of the world. Come on, how many of you know that we serve a God that does things that will contradict the natural mind? So if you're watching this right now, you've got your own carnal thinking. Whatever country, whatever region you're watching from, you have your, the culture of your region, the culture of your country. And I'm here to tell you there's this place called heaven. And Jesus, with his own words, prayed, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so I'm going to teach you some things that are very practical according to heaven but very impractical and illogical according to this earth. But how many of you know you've got to do something different to get something different? If you keep thinking the way you've been thinking, negativity, you're gonna keep getting what you've been getting. If you keep speaking what you've been speaking, death and complaints and negativity, you're gonna keep getting what you're saying. And so sometimes you've gotta be willing to say, you know, all learning happens through humility. And it's when you say, I'll put it like this, a teacher always appears when the student is ready. Are you ready to learn? People say like, oh man, nobody's here to help me. And it's just like, you can't be helped with all that pride. But as soon as you humble yourself and say, I'm willing to learn another way, what'll happen is that the teacher will appear. So can I teach you today? So in 2 Chronicles chapter 19, we're going to look at 20, but I want to give you the backstory. There's a man named Jehoshaphat. What an awesome name. Um, maybe we'll modernize it to Japhat. I don't know. <laughs> but Jehoshaphat, and I've been stuck on this word. Many of you are familiar with this word if you watch the broadcast, but I want to give you something that is a new revelation. So Jehoshaphat is the king over a nation, and that nation is Israel. It's God's holy people. Now, I want to start with 19, then we'll kind of flow through. So we're going to do two chapters today. It's in 2 Chronicles chapter 19 and 20. Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, returned in safety to his house in Jerusalem. But Jehu, the son of Hanani, the seer, went out to meet him. And so there's the seer. Aren't you thankful for people who see? Did you have a prophetic mom and you couldn't sneak out of the house because the Holy Spirit told her where you were? I had that mom. I, it was like torture. I couldn't get away with anything. She didn't need the internet. She had the Holy Spirit, okay? Um, but the seer confronts the, the king. And yes, this king is talented. Yes, this king is intelligent. He was a well-abled king. Come on, some of you have that 
ability, but there was something in his life that needed to be called out. So the seer calls him out and says this, should you help the wicked and love those who hate the Lord? Because of this, wrath has gone out against you from the Lord. Watch this, verse three, aren't you thankful for grace? Nevertheless, some good is found in you. For you destroyed the Ashtaroth out of the land and have set your heart to seek God. Ashtaroth represented this demonic infrastructure of idolatry. And so he this seer was saying, I know you messed up. You stirred up the wrath of God, but I've also seen something else about you. You're one who seeks God and you're one that destroys idolatry. I'm here to tell you, if you're watching this broadcast right now, you don't have to go to church. There's no pressure right now. We don't take role. The dream team is on a, somewhat of a vacation in some ways. We're not loading and loading out of venues, but you are intentionally setting time in your schedule. Many of you tag V1 Church and you tag me in pictures of your children watching these services with you and you're, you have a level of intentionality. And so I wanna, I, I wanna congratulate you for being a real one. And that's what the seer was saying was like, hey, I know you've got some things that have kindled the wrath of God, but I also wanna congratulate you for being a real one because your heart is after God. I believe there's somebody watching right now who says, yeah, maybe I hate the local church or I've had some issues with how some things have gone down with leadership, but I'm, that's not gonna stop me from seeking God with God's people. You're a real one. I'm going to give you a congratulations, not just a condolences. And that was this King Jehoshaphat. And I believe that there's a prophetic type and shadow of Jehoshaphat in the earth today. And it's men and women, kings and queens, those who will have dominion and influence over different realms, whether it's educational, governmental, political, whether it's the arts and entertainment or the church, and they're gonna rise up and do some incredible things. But they need to learn this lesson about how to deal with being overwhelmed. Now watch this, I gotta move for the sake of time. But in chapter 19, it basically gives a description of Jehoshaphat coming out of that confrontation with the seer and then reforming the nation of Israel. Now that was a big deal. It doesn't sound like a big deal to you. I want you to stay with me. I'm giving you a little bit of meat today. But what he began to do was install righteous rule throughout the land. And there had been a gap in the history of Israel where there hadn't been righteous rule. Let me just put it like this for somebody watching who knows what I'm talking about. It's like saying, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Have you made up your mind? That's installing righteous rule. Hey, listen, my kid may have went wayward, but I didn't raise them like that. I sowed the seeds of the kingdom. And as for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. You know, forget about your political affiliations. I'm never going to hide the cross underneath the flag of the United States. I am a Christian first and foremost. And so there is this, there is this heart and spirit inside of King Jehoshaphat that said, we are returning back to the sacred paths. We're going to walk a narrow sacred path. And he began to give designations of leadership over the different regions that were represented in Israel. And as a result of that, his fame began to grow throughout the entire land. People begin to know Jehoshaphat. People begin to fall in love with him as a leader. See, all Jehoshaphat's ancient Hebrew Instagram account began to go viral. He started getting likes and comments and shares like crazy. He started becoming an influencer. His Facebook was blowing up. He started to become known because he was loved for establishing righteous rule. But guess what? How many of you know that some of your biggest attacks are always going to come back to back with your greatest victories? 
And competent, intelligent people struggle whenever God places them in situations that surpass their understanding. Yeah. If you're feeling that, just drop a comment right now and be like, you got me. Just put in the comments, got me right now. Somebody just say, got me. Because it's, a, it's, another, it's another thing. See, when failures fail, they're just living their life. That's who they are and what they are. But when winners fail, there's something about that that disturbs their soul. And see, sometimes the higher height produces a deeper depth. And sometimes when you summit the mountain of influence, you feel that drop, you feel that fall even more. The impact coming off the mountain of influence hurts you even more. And so sometimes it's like, I know there's people who are even afraid to go to the next level of success. And what, what Jehoshaphat had done as he got to this moment, he summited the mountain of influence. He accumulated success. He had the praise and the acclamations of all the people around him, the recognition. But then back to back, now, now chapter 20. I'm trying to make the Bible come alive to you. So are you feeling me today? It says this, after the Moabites and the Ammonites and with them, some of the Munanites came against Jehoshaphat for, uh, for battle. Now that's just one sentence. And, and it's a tongue twister in English. But the reality is what that sentence said is, hey, guess what? While you think you're doing a good job, while you think that you're accomplishing, all your multiple enemies are starting to rise up around you. Do you feel overwhelmed? See, the thing about overwhelmed is it produced, there's a tipping point. That, and see, I want to talk just for a moment about the tipping point, because see, right now, Jehoshaphat was being successful, and then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, it's not just one army. See, Jehoshaphat had confidence enough for one army. Do you hear where I'm going with this? But, but see, then it was like, okay, but wait a second, there's another army. He had confidence and competence for a second army. Come on. But it was the accumulation. See, some of you, you can deal with one problem. It was like, oh yeah, global pandemic, that's cool. I'll just get all my stuff on Instacart. They'll deliver it to the house. Don't even have to go to the grocery store. And then all of a sudden, 2020 was like, okay, right when you figure that out, race riots. <laughs> You know, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I think we can survive this. Uh, the unity of the church will protect it. We're going to forgive each other for all the dumb stuff we posted on Facebook and we're going to stay unified. Okay, we can get through that. Okay, an election. <laughs> and then, okay, great guys, the election's over. Psych, it's not over. <laughs> you know, this is, and many of you have not started to feel overwhelmed until there's an accumulation that creates a tipping point. Have you, ever, have you ever had a tipping point? There's a moment where you just like, if one more person, I pity the fool that honks at me in Queen, just one more. Have you ever drawn that lottery and you were somebody's tipping point? You know, that's why we drive. And my, my wife doesn't drive, I drive, because my, my wife is many people's tipping point. You know, it's like driving Miss Daisy, you know? She drives using the force, you know? It's not even by sight, it's just faith. She drives by faith. And people just, it's hard to be a pastor, I'm just saying. And so Jehoshaphat had proven that, you know how much, you know how much character and integrity it took for him to reinstall and reform all these systems in an entire nation? This guy was not dumb. 
Many of you watching right now, it, you are competent. You have a level of courage, but there is a limit and a level to your courage. And God will allow you to get into those situations to say, I'm going to grow you through this. Come on, I'm not gonna destroy you in the midst of it if you do it my way. And Jehoshaphat begins to show us something in chapter 20 that is immortalized in scripture because it, it, it needs to be emulated. The reason why we have these stories in text is it's God's way of saying, repeat, do it again. What he did worked, it's gonna work for you. So if you feel overwhelmed right now, what Jehoshaphat did is gonna work for you. Here's what he did. Watch this. A great multitude is coming against you from Eden, from beyond the sea, and behold, and they just begin to, there we go, praise God. They begin to, look, you hear a rumbling. <laughs> and so they begin to rise up against them. Then Jehoshaphat was afraid, verse three. Then Jehoshaphat was afraid. Let's just stop there. Then Evan was afraid. Then Dylan was afraid. Come on, you all got a tipping point where no matter how much of God's word you know, and Jehoshaphat was filled with God's word, you're gonna hit a moment where you become afraid. I don't care who you are, it's coming for you. Then Jehoshaphat was afraid. But see, there's this coordinating conjunction. I used to be an English teacher, so I can't help myself. And a coordinating conjunction, it joins two separate ideas. And this coordinating conjunction is the word and. See, when you're a believer, it's not about just I'm afraid because we're all gonna encounter fear. It's and, and. Sometimes you've gotta get that word and in your spirit and say, I'm broke and. Come on, somebody, do you hear me? My friends have walked out of me because I choose to follow the sacred ways of Christ and I'm, I'm alone right now and. Come on, sometimes you can't deny the, the reality, but there's a greater reality that's revealed with the word and. Come on, somebody drop an and in the comments right now. It's an and, it's like, yeah, my sons, my, my sons and daughters may have walked away from Christ, but there's this coordinating conjunction. There's and, and watch what it says. It says this, and this is where you see the real strength of who this man was. Then Jehoshaphat was, was afraid and set his face to seek the Lord. So if you're taking notes, number one, your default mode needs to be to seek the Lord. Your default mode needs to be, I'm gonna seek the face of the Lord when I'm afraid, when I'm overwhelmed. And some of you are like, Pastor Mike, that's the milk of the word. Yeah, but it's something that we aren't doing as the body of Christ. Actually, what we do when we face difficulties and we feel overwhelmed is, man, I just need to get a drink. And you know how many pastors have had their ministries canceled because one drink turned to seven and seven turned to another bad choice that turned to another bad choice that had lasting, devastating consequences on not just their life, but their family and their family's family and their church family because they just wanted to take a sin vacation instead of resting in their salvation. Man. And I'm here to tell you that when you look at Jehoshaphat, it's so simple that it works. It's so simple that it works. I hear testimonies around the world. I just prayed a simple prayer, but the tears streamed down my face. Addiction is broken and my life was never the same. But, it, but a simple prayer is better than a prayer you never pray. And so sometimes we're like, I need to go to my friend, my girlfriend, I need to talk about it. Do you want your girlfriend's life? If the answer is no, stop asking for her advice. 
Yeah, you can go ahead and hit the share button right now so your girlfriend can hear this message and y'all can come up together. I'm just trying to help somebody because what Jehoshaphat did was so simple yet so profound because so few kings would do it. I'm talking to the kings right now. Would you say a simple prayer? I'm talking to the queens right now. Would you say a simple prayer? Number two is this. He is, as things begin to unfold, Watch this, verse nine. If disaster comes upon us, the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we will stand before the house and before you, for your name is in this house. He's praying to God now. And he says, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. So this is what he's telling God. He's like, hey, listen, even if these armies mobilize against us and it comes to our door, even if it is cancer when I get the results back, even if all these missing items are the result of my husband packing up and leaving me, even if that phone call that I got from the office is them firing me, even if I know that the Lord will save me, therefore, I'm just gonna stand. So step two is just stand. When you're overwhelmed, stand. Because overwhelmed by stress wants you to sit. It wants you to lay down. It wants you to go into this passivity. But sometimes just standing, not running, not even walking, just standing is the thing that God wants you to do most. Say those prayers, remind God what he's already done. And then guess what? Just stand, just stand. And then number three is this, and this is my favorite part. Number three, they, they go out. The Lord gives this command in chapter 20. I want you to go down into this valley and I want you to watch and wait for the armies as they surround you from every direction. Can you imagine? I mean, like, would God really cause you to walk right into the situation? Absolutely. Sometimes you've got to just walk right into the midst of chaos and stop avoiding it. Sometimes you have to log into your bank account on your phone, even if you don't want to look at all those numbers. Come on, sometimes God will cause you, you've got to go into that place of chaos and into that place of fear. You've got to go into that doctor's office. You've got to go into that living room. You've got to go into that, that, that appointment with a therapist. You've got to walk into that place that you fear the most, that, that chaotic void. But this is what you do when you're there. <laughs> Only God would give us the most illogical thing to do according to the carnal mind. Pray, seek me, talk to me first. I hear as a dad, I, I would tell my daughter, Bella, hey, daughter, talk to me first before you make that move. Number two, just stand, don't sit down. Don't run in the opposite direction. Just stand when you feel overwhelmed. And then number three, he'll give you a song. Just sing. And I'm talking to those of you who don't think you're a singer because it'll probably be the most powerful breakthrough when you sing. The ones who say, no, 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 not me. I'm not a singer. Yeah, you are. Because the kingdom of heaven's a choir, not a soloist. And we need your voice. Come on, dad. Everything in this world is engineered to destroy your biblical masculinity. It's time to sing. And this is the words that God gave the king, Jehoshaphat, my main Japhat. This guy, he, this is the first lyrics of his single. Are you ready for it? Give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. So I want you to go into the place of chaos. I want you to go into the place of fear. I want you to stand right in the middle of it and I want you to sing these lyrics, give thanks, a heart full of gratitude. 
His steadfast love endures forever. Steadfast means constant. My friends changed how they felt about me, but his love never changed. My lovers, love changed, but the lover of my soul's love never changed. He's steadfast. My employer changed the way that they felt about me, but not the one that gave me purpose and destiny before the foundations of the earth. His steadfast love endures forever. You know, 10% of everything that's recorded that Jesus Christ ever said, 10% of it was scripture. Did you know that? 10% a tithe on every single thing that Jesus ever said is recorded in scripture was scripture. As a matter of fact, when he was dying on the cross and they pierced his side and all of a sudden he, he begins to quote Psalm 22:1, why have you forsaken me? Even when you cut Jesus, he bled scripture. So the most important thing that can happen is that God gives you the lyrics for the song that you're supposed to sing through every season. And even when you get cut, you bleed his word. You bleed what he has to say about it. And so people can forsake you, walk out. You can feel overwhelmed on every side. But when you squeeze, when you crush, when you break a true believer, what comes out is the word of God that says, I give thanks with a heart full of gratitude because I've only ever responded to his grace. And it's grace that got me here. And it's grace that's gonna get me there. And it's grace that's gonna keep me for eternity. And I thought I was overwhelmed when I heard the news about the armies all around me. But now I know that it looks like I'm surrounded, but I'm just surrounded by you, God. And they begin to sing that song. And this is the craziest thing. And I try to put myself in, in the text. I try to put myself in the story. There was a moment, they just kept singing and singing and singing. There was probably a moment, because see, the, the, the armies begin to accumulate around them. What one army didn't realize is as they were coming in from this one side, they actually revealed themselves to another opposing army and they begin to attack each other. And then out of pure confusion, the other army began to attack the other army. And so you have the nation of Israel, mighty men of God, warriors with, with a sword still in their sheath. And God says, you're not even gonna need your greatest weapons for this victory, just sing and let me win it on your behalf. Sometimes God will say, in another season, your brain was your greatest asset, but I don't need your intelligence now. I need your obedience. Start singing your song. Sometimes God will say, oh, your business was your greatest asset in another season, but I want to be your source right now. I just need your song so that I can be your source. Come on, if you're overwhelmed, I'm overwhelmed by victory. I'm overwhelmed by the blood of the Lamb. I'm overwhelmed by testimonies on every side. You get to choose what you're overwhelmed with if you will sing in this moment. Right now, we're getting ready to sing again. And I want you to end this service with a song, but we gotta pray, we gotta do step one. Come on, how many of you know this series is about to be fire? You gotta lock in for this whole series because God's speaking to you. So I wanna pray right now. I wanna do what King Jeho Jehoshaphat did when he was in your situation. 
Let's pray a simple prayer. And then when I say amen, I want us to just lift up this song and sing it out and let every demon in hell surrounding us and every negative thought in our mind that's been on repeat be broken in the name of Jesus. So come on, pray with me. Just stretch your hands out. If you're on a watch party right now, just lift your hands towards heaven and surrender. Come on, this is how you win victories when you're overwhelmed. And let's just say this prayer, repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I will take heart because you have conquered the world. And I thank you that I am overwhelmed by your goodness, by your mercy, by your power. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, let's declare it and sing it out. Well, hey, thank you so much for sticking around all the way until the end. I believe there is a special blessing that occurs when you listen to God's word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. And so let's make some faith-based decisions right now. Number one, share this message with a friend. Text it to somebody, post it on your feeds on social media, whatever it takes. And the last thing I wanna ask you, and I believe this is the most important, would you consider partnering with V1 Church? Go to our website, www.v1.church. You can join a connect group, uh, meet people from literally around the world via Zoom, and then also consider partnering with us financially. We use these finances to literally reach the world with the gospel, and people are being saved when they hear the message of Jesus Christ all around the world because of your financial investment. So thank you so much. Download the V1 Church app if you haven't already on Android and iPhone, and I will see you next week.